proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever To Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 29. Connor, we're going to talk rallying once again. Yeah, Kevin, that time of week. And uh, yeah, always looking forward to having the chats with yourself and, and catching up with um, you know our competitors out there. For sure, for sure. And well, we keep saying it, jam-packed show, but yeah, it is again, once again. Uh, we catch up, uh, the Bushwhacker was last weekend, and we have a good few stories from that. We catch up with the winners, Patrick and Stephen O'Brien. Uh, you know what three times now they've won the rally and then the two wheel drive sets and then we, we speak to Donald Sweeney who won the event Owen Macken who finished uh, second and then Paul Barrett like Paul is perennial like he is you know Oma Motor Club like he's been out there for more years than I'm sure the editor was scared to remember and Paul debuted his new Marion Evans belt car as well the weekend too and that caused quite a stir as well too and then it was also the final round of the micro challenge so we caught up with Sean Foy and Peter Dowd from that and just get their thoughts on how the year went for them. And then we, we promised we'd speak to somebody about Wexford. Last week we didn't get a chance to catch up with anybody. And we spoke to Kieran O'Kane. Kieran has been out competing now and he's a schooling now for a good few years. And he had a fantastic run in Wexford. So we thought it'd be nice to catch up and hear his story. And it's also his birthday this week as well too. So <laughs> it was nice to have him on. And then finally... Uh, Claire this weekend, the penultimate round of the Triton Shores National Championship. And Laura McMenamin joins us in for a, a chat about the National Championship and you know the kind of what's left there yet. So uh, Connor Bushwacker last weekend, uh Friday night stages revelation, everybody's raving about them and then a fantastic day rally in the Saturday. It was brilliant. Well, looks fantastic from from where I was sitting down here. Uh, I didn't get to go, unfortunately, but you were there on the stages, Kevin. What was the night stages like? I, I remember before um, years and years ago being in Dava, listening to you know the cars coming through there, at, at, you know, in, in the pitch black, and all you're seeing is is the seconds of bright light from the from the spots, and then the roar of the engines. But what was it like up in uh, the bushwhacker? Absolutely, like, well. A real assault on the census, but even before there was ever a car scene, like we were up on the stage about an hour before the first car was due. And by the time we got there, I would say there was over a hundred people. And then by the time the first car was due, I, I, I don't want to estimate, but I would say three, four hundred people. And the commander we narrow lane that would take you 20, 25 minutes in daylight to come up in, there was maybe 10 or 11 quads come up in. It was unbelievable. It was nothing like I've ever seen before. You were looking down, pitch dark, and all you could see was the wee lights and the, the hat, you know, the hats coming up through. And, it was, and the atmosphere was electric. There was somebody even there with the, the foghorn. And just, it was, all you needed was a barbecue and a few fireworks and it would have been in, in Monte Carlo. And then the cars started coming. And the commitment of some of the guys in the dark was, oh my goodness, it was something else. It really, really was. And the, Patrick O'Brien and Catherine McCourt matched each other to the tenth of a second 
you know, over the two Bradman stages joined together in the pitch now. Like, talk about insane. That is, you know, we talk about Tarmac rally in Ireland, but that is another level. And, you know, that, that battle on the Friday night between Cahan and, and Patrick O'Brien, that really was what Saturday then became as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It literally was the two of them in a dogfight. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, you know, um, Catherine, or like Patrick was leading Friday night. Catherine nipped back into the lead there for a wee while on Saturday. But then, you know, Patrick then finally got his nose back in front and he wasn't going to let it go. Um, you know, there was a couple of stages that, that, you know, a few guys cleaned as well too that beat the buggy time. But it, it didn't detract from the epicness of that rally. Like, we know it's the, it's the Oma Grand Prix, it's, you know, it's the Donegal of gravel. We've heard all these titles being bandied about. But it, it, on its own, it's just an absolutely cracking rally. Fair play to Oma Motor Club for putting on an absolute masterpiece of a rally, you know. Like it's, I think that will maybe make a lot of other clubs you know, sit up and take notice. It's maybe night stages could be something worth looking into because it was unbelievable. Like the crowd, uh, you could you could have picked out an entry list from the crowd, like just name a few. <laughs> Callum Devine, you know, um, Psycho, uh, uh, Kevin Gallagher. Johnny Jordan, Alistair Fisher, you know, and there was a whole host of other guys, and there's probably another lot that I didn't see as well, too, you know, so that and, was and, amazing. And Kevin, was it the novelty of the night stages, you think, brought the crowd out, or was that, did, did they hold on to the crowd for the Saturday stages as well? There was still quite a few about on the Saturday, and um, I think it was the novelty of the Friday, uh, the night stages, but also, I think, you know, we, we know how competitive the forestry has got now, and like there was, you know, six, seven guys going in there thinking they were going to win. And even on Saturday, like the pace was off the scale too. Like I, I've been going to Forest Rally now for oh, 20 plus years. That That's as fast as I've ever seen. I thought the Lakeland was a jump up. The Bushwhacker was another step again. And it's just, oh, class. I have to say, like, I really, the two rallies that would probably be the highlight of the year so far would be the, probably the Lakeland and the Bushwhacker in terms of raw out and out pace because I didn't expect that level of, of, of pace on, on gravel. Yeah, you know, we've said it before, you know, where where the, the forestry is going to and, and it's, you know, is as competitive as the Tarmac Championship. It genuinely is. Mm-hmm. And the commitment and the quality of the machinery, you know, really, it's becoming a very attractive championship again to, to follow. Yeah, and like you know, you know the, the the drum we keep beating the MI Rally Academy. Like you know, Patrick is a member of it. Then you know, Ryan Caldwell won the championship as well. And like Ryan, you know, another member of the the, the MI Rally Academy as well too. So you know, once again, it shows that you know what's there. And like, as well, then then the you know uh, Rally Four guys as well. Like they had an epic battle there at the weekend too, and the, the lead changed hands a few times as well there too. So. And not only like, right throughout the thing, like, there was fantastic class battles there. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I'm probably overdoing it, but I just think it was class the whole rally. I just couldn't speak highly enough of the whole thing, really, you know. But I think without further ado, we'll catch up with Patrick and Stephen, and then that will go on to Donald, Owen, and Paul. Uh, the name of the trophy three times. Patrick, that is dream come true stuff. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, to get it once was a. A big achievement to get it three times in a row, you know, it's unbelievable. And I think we have to appreciate these days because it'll never last forever, like so. Yeah, it's really, really good. 
Yeah, and Stephen, before we you know we started recording, we were just saying you know the names in that trophy like is you know the stuff of legends when you see you know the Kevin Lynch, Robbie McGurk, Ronnie McCartney, you know uh, uh, Kevin O'Kean, uh, you know the list goes on and on. You know it really is the who's who of gravel rallying in Ireland. To see your name on that list now, pretty special for yourself as well, I'd say. Yeah, it's really really special. Not even nah, those drivers, there's navigators on it too that you would hold in very high regard as well. So, yeah, it's uh, we need to get our name matched on it because it's not actually on it yet. But uh, it will be nice when I see that. That's for sure. And the, you know, one very important name on it, your dad's is on it as well, too. So. Uh, no pressure when you go to do the rally, he's a rally woman. But, um, too ahead of him now, so. <laughs> if you to come back. <laughs> McGurk might come out now, you might be feeling a bit of fresh. Yeah, you would Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like what a rally that Omomoto Club put on at the weekend. You know, we know how limited the forest is, forest is in the Oma area. And they keep reinventing it, they keep changing it around, and keep giving these guys a whole new challenge every year. Like, Patrick, you know, the night stages, something that hasn't been tried now in 20 years. And to see the crowds that was out there on Friday night was unbelievable. Ah, on Friday it was... It was like nothing I've seen before at, at home. Uh, the rallies are foreign, it's, it's, it's something like that. Like, but even coming down the big, the big hill, I think it's Robbie's Crest, they call it. Uh, it was like something out of GB. There was, I could hear the air, the air horns and the car and everything, and, and the flash of the lights. It was, you definitely did not think you were in Drumquin, but it was mad. But yeah, they put on some show, and there was no negative word about the, the night stages. I think everything was positive and unbelievable. I just wish I could go again. <laughs> yeah, and Stephen, do, do you get that vibe in the car too? Do you feel that? Does that you know? Does that seep into the car? That atmosphere? Ah, uh, definitely. You can feel the buzz, like, and uh, it's a bit of an assault in the senses when you come over the. But he's talking about like, and you see that many people and flashlights and air horns. I think uh, the only thing missing was maybe fires and barbecues. It would have been you think you're in Finland maybe or somewhere like that. But, uh, it's great to see you. Jesus, on a Friday evening and in, in Tyrone, that many people out watching a rally. Like, it can only be good for the sport. Yeah, because like I, I was up at that at that corner, and like we were standing, and this knew the, the wee lane that people come walking up in. Like it take you twenty minutes in daylight to come up in that. Then to come up in that in the pitch dark, and all you could see was these wee lights and the heads just moving up and down. And like there must have been twelve or thirteen quads come up in. It was like I, I would. Estimate probably three or four hundred people, and the pitch dark. It was unbelievable, and like yeah. there, there would have been a, an entry list of a rally there. There was Callum Devine, Alistair Fisher, uh, Johnny Jordan, Kevin Geller, you know, uh, Mark Alford. You know, like the list goes on and on. The amount of people, Robbie McGurk, another man that was on it. <laughs> it was, it was. I have never walked with nothing like it at any rally. Never daylight running to see that at night time was for me very special. So like for you guys coming down through it. And like, do you, Patrick, do you put your full faith in Stephen, what he's calling you? Is it the notes, the lights, or what do you drive to? Ah, it's just whatever Stevie says. If it's, if it's flat, it's flat. And if it's not flat, it's his fault, not mine. In the dark, to try to make a difference for Saturday morning, and we've done that. And, and just touching actually on what you said about the people out of the rally, like the Friday night was brilliant, as I think Gahan actually said it. And like a lot of people work on Saturday, so they can get off on, on the Friday evening and, and go watch some rally and you like you're definitely gonna do that. So yeah. I was just watching back on what you said there about that. I was thinking about it. So 
Yeah, exactly. But whatever Stevie says is, is gospel, I have to take it like that. <laughs> and like Steve, like was it the second stage that you you matched times with Captain Port and Liam Moynton? Like, you know, over what was it, nine miles, you know, eleven, twelve kilometers or something. To match each other to the tenth of a second, that is surreal and gravel as never you know, we've heard about this in tar, but we've never really seen this in gravel before. Yeah, like, uh, Liam got out of the car at the control like, and he just started laughing. It's just, you know, it's, it's funny to do that that length of a stage and be that just match each other. It's crazy if you think about it. Like, and, uh, he was even saying after the rally, I think over the three years, there's 10 seconds between us. So that's, that's madness from gravel. You know, I probably didn't get talked about enough. I suppose, uh, I don't know how I gravel is this sort of, I don't want to say the black sheep of the family type thing, but I suppose Tarmac Rallying's gospel in Ireland, Jesus, the, the gravel's coming on at some pace there and as tight as racing and then probably to go anywhere really and to be considered a very good driver you need to be quick on gravel as well so and that proves it there when the top boys and even Jason and, and mm-hmm. there's a few other guys coming there too like you know if you make a mistake they're there to, to clean up behind you too pressure's always on I think Patrick there is no room for error at all like if you, you make one mistake you're out of the race and that's just it isn't it ah exactly like on on the Saturday morning I made a small mistake in, in like a later stage, I think it was, and the stage just didn't click, and like Gahan just nailed us in there, and <laughs> it just showed that maybe a couple of years ago you could get away with them silly little mistakes, and you'd be still happy enough when you get to end the stage, but no, every gear change has to be perfection, and every line has to be correct, or you're just going to get wiped, like so. No, definitely, that's very, very tight. And do, do you enjoy that level of, you know, does that push you on to be the best you can? Oh, definitely, without a doubt. That's that's what you want. You don't want to go and, and, and win by a minute. Like, I don't think anybody wants to do that. You want a, a proper good fair fight. And, and you know, I think this is, this is the third year now with Gatlin. And it's it's unbelievable, like, racing them two boys. Like, they're two, two really good lads as well and, and good fun between the stages. And, I would safely say it's it's going to come for Gahan shortly, like it, um, and I'm going to hold him off for that long. No, and like you know, as as Stephen said there, Liam mentioned the kick is ten point eight seconds over three years. Like, that is that's amazing. But like you know, there's also you know Jason, you know there there's four or five other guys there who this year in particular, I think the Forester has really pushed on to a whole other new level. Yeah, exactly, and like even the amount of like the different cars out of the Skoda and, and the Fiestas and you know different tires and and different notes, and we come out at the end of the stage and you know, at the exact same time. It's it's crazy just to see how close it is with with all different machinery and, and different packages. But yeah, there's there's so many of them. You just you go God knows who's going to come out quickest. Mm-hmm. And like Stephen, I spoke to Gary Mulligan there from the club last week, and. You know, we were trying to figure out what is it is in the water around that area. I think it, it, over the years it has produced those, you know, gravel guys that, that the bushwhacker is the holy grail for them. Like, do you know what makes it so special around the, that whole Oma area? Within 20 miles of Oma, the amount of really, really good gravel drivers is just unbelievable and has always been that way. I don't know. Hey, maybe uh, McGurk could have been running about a few different houses. Maybe that's <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, it is a bit crazy there when you go to some gravel rallies in the south or somewhere and, you know, there's seven in the top ten or maybe within 20 miles of each other. 
suppose it, it's it's good drivers and it's good co-drivers in this area and there's good there's good companies running the cars as well there's a lot in there so I don't know what it is but yeah, it seems to be working for us and for all the people around here yeah and it's probably as you know they you know the Robbie McGurk you know story you know the, how good he was you know 20 years ago uh, or, you know or Kevin O'Kane you know before that or you know Ronnie McCartney before that like there always has been so many you know such good talent in that area that has probably you know encouraged people to go out to watch the rally to, to want to live their dream as well yeah I suppose I there's so much rallying around here I was probably spoiled when I was younger I, I went to Australia for a few years and I didn't understand why there was no rallying spoiled for the riches of it you know first memories first real good memories sitting in Amanda uh, I think it was actually the one that I, 93 so I was probably only three or four Um. I still remember the day, the dash, the day on it. The dad taking off, and Jesus. I still remember the noise of it. So I is it's just in the water right here and in the culture. That's just what it is. Yeah. And like Patrick, for you, you're now part of that. You and Stephen both are now part of that heritage. You know, you are, you know, the the three time winner of the, the Bushwhacker. Like you said earlier, you know, you need to appreciate days like this. Is it nice to to think of? You know your name will be regarded in that level now as well. Yeah, it's 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 definitely cool, but I probably don't think about it that much to be honest. Like it's just, um, I still don't think you're going to be ever as good as Robbie McGurk. You know what I mean? That's it's just a win. It's nice to get it, and hopefully it'll come again someday. But yeah, I probably will look back when I'm older and think, Jesus, that was that was some going. But yeah, it's it's hard to appreciate. I don't want to sound wrong here, but it's hard to appreciate it right now. But when you're in the thick of it and you're in the moment, but I think when I get older, I'll look back and think, geez, that was some going. <laughs> you know, the, the three years have been amazing. Like three years ago, you know, everybody knew the, the, the great talent you were, but you were never getting, the, you know, the, the rub of the green. You were never getting the luck. But, like, you know, there was a, a group of guys got around you. I think Adam Platt, you know, helped to prepare the fiesta. There was, you know, a few other guys, you know, put the money up and one thing and another. And that just changed the whole direction of your career from that point onwards then, really, didn't it? Ah, exactly. Like, uh, the first year with, with Adam, I was actually living in America with, with my, my girlfriend. And I think the week, I think I seen it on Facebook the other day, the week before the rally, I was having a beer and, and on, on the barbecue. <laughs> and then <laughs> flying home the next day, so it was very rushed. But, yeah, Adam done a fantastic job that year and, and we got it over the line and then sort of went from there when, when we bought the Skoda from uh, C&M Motorsport uh, and then we just it seemed to snowball from there it was sort of win after win in, in the Forestry Championship and then that went on to getting into the MA Rally Academy and, and opened even bigger doors for me with the, the WRC and the European stuff so it's been a serious year like and you have to pinch yourself and think about what you've done this year and it's just been unbelievable Yeah, like and Stephen is it a bit surreal to you know to think you know, the, these two young guys growing up in Oma, suddenly, you know, are starting around the WRC or the ERC. Is it a bit, a bit mad? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. It's probably says there's, there's probably pinch yourself moments. Like, we get out to do the tyre pressures at the weekend and like there's three or four cows looking over a fence at me. They didn't really care, but <laughs> we did that in Croatia, I think, coming off the, the shakedown and the amount of people that surrounded the car, like, it was just unbelievable. Like, it was like a rogue scrum and, looking at autographs and photos and I think uh, even stuff like that there is a bit of a culture shock too when you, when you see it but yeah you have to really appreciate the moment when you're there. Yeah. 
And then Patrick, maybe to finally wrap up with yourself, you know, like this has been a fantastic year. Like you, you know, obviously you want it to continue, but no plan really in place yet. But hopefully we'll see you again soon. Ah, uh, exactly. Yeah, we have a few chats with the academy just to see what what's next. We like we don't really just pick rallies and, and go for the fun. This is usually there's something behind it. So yeah, that will that will determine what's happening next. Donald, you had some performance. The the week roller was dancing through the forest. I would say you enjoyed uh, Friday night and Saturday. Every minute of it. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, there the was some weekend. One, one to remember now. Yeah. Definitely was. Start to finish, special. Yeah. So it was like, my luck. Yeah. I like, you know, whatever it is that's so special about the Bushwhacker, you know, it is it's the Donegal of the gravel rolling in Ireland. And like, to have it on your own doorstep and then to, you know, the way that Oma Motor Club keep reinventing it every year, you know, making different wee twists and different wee things on it. To go there and to you always get the cream of it, you know, of two wheel drive, four wheel drive, whatever it is. To go there and be competitive, you can go anywhere and be competitive. Yeah, well, the Bushwhacker is special for anybody, well, well, me anyway, local, because to one or two wheel drive the Bushwhacker, as I say, it was, it was never like. To, to race somebody like Paul Bart, no one, and, and Adrian Hennett and Shane Yard. Uh definitely last weekend was special. I was just thinking earlier on at the start. We were I was at the start of the stage. We drove out to the start of the first stage and every everybody gets out, checks the tire pressures and waiting to you can hear the R five going off in the distance and there's complete silence on Friday night was complete silence and nice and quiet, still and dry. Everybody's out talking to each other and saying, right, good luck, all the best luck and all. And I was down checking my tyre pressures and looked up and Paul, Paul pulled off in the BDA and you could just, that was it. There, stood in the back of my neck and the goosebumps. And I says, whatever happens in here tonight, I'm going to enjoy it because this is this is what it's all about. You know, so that's that's what it did especially. Yeah. The night, nighttime rally is special anyway, but nighttime in the gravel. Has to be, has to be up there now. Yeah. And Owen, is that your first time competing in the the nighttime stages, or have you done that before? No, Kevin, that's my first time at night. It was something else. Uh, really enjoyed it. Time, I'd love to do it again. Um, I suppose we had a bit of a uh, up up and downs coming into the rally. We were a wee bit late in getting the car ready. We hadn't been out from Bushwhacker last year. We actually set the lights going out to the first stage and I said that I hadn't even got a run in the car to set the brakes or nothing. I just said, you know what, whatever happens here, we'll, we'll just enjoy it. And, you know, we'd really enjoyed it. Uh, and there's something special about the dark and, and the lights and, you know, it's, it's something else. Like. Yeah. And Paul, like, you know, you've been about a few years now. Like, I would say you competed in the Bushwhack the last time it was in the dark and like, you've done now the RAC a couple of times you now. But there's still something special about putting on the big lights and heading out into the forest at night. There's no question about it. Like, well, especially even coming to it their home rally, the Bushwhacker. It's, it's something similar to every other stage at, at, at night. Like, but it was just good good help for myself to going forward, even for preparation for other for the RAC, you know. But it's good to 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 be at the, your home local rally and, and at night, and the stages were superb too. Like, but. I even just want to touch on base on, on both Dolan and Owen's result at the weekend was first class for both of them. Like, you know what I mean? The pace at the rock was brilliant. Like, 
mm. and was it was just it was good good days crack and, and I think everybody enjoyed it and the club run a really good event and it, it stands its own two feet you know what I mean it, it, it stands out and always did like mm-hmm. and like you know Friday night like yes you know everybody was expecting it to be something different something you know exciting but the crowds it was out the, the reception just guys were getting you know in round service even before we went out to the stages there was I think a buzz building but by the time you get onto the stages, the crowds were unbelievable, weren't they, Friday night, Paul? Un- unbelievable. Like, it was only un- until you realised, okay, you see people and you see, what, phones and, and torches and what have you, but it was until you seen the videos and the crowds of people, well, it was unreal, like, you know, but it was great to see and great, it, it helped the band, but I think even with at night and the lights on the car, it helped help people, even vision of seeing the cars, you know, and the noise also helps, like, you know, For so sure. all definitely great. Yeah, and like, you know, I landed into you know the service area, and like everybody was the whole chapter was not you know if you've seen the latest R five or not no if you've seen Barrett's new car like Mary and Evan has given you a fantastic car like it was the talk of the service area on Friday evening. Well, don't you know, there's definitely the car is uh, something else like we spent I spent a long time trying to get it to that stage like and Mary and, and Wales Morse would have built me a great car, and it was really preparation for RAC like but. It was good to bring it home and, and do me a home event with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Just that was the whole idea of it. It was last minute too. It was down to a, f- a week or ten days, you know. But it says, listen, we'll get it home and and, and, and and do the event. And it was good to support the club and Gordy as well. One, we're both club members, like so. It was good to support the club and support the band. But I really wanted to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, listen, that was it was good. Enjoy. I really really enjoyed it. Like got so yeah. happy with it. And like Owen, the, you know, like you talked about the noises of the cars and one thing and another, like. There's nothing really beats the sound of a VDA, a VDA in the forest, a VDA in the forest at night like that. It ticks every boat you can think of. Oh, Kevin, I, it's, I, I, you don't really hear, you know, you can't hear it in the car, like, but the amount of videos and, and things that has been sent through me in the last two days, like, it's, it's mad. I, I don't know how the engine has stuck with me, in fairness, but I know I were, <laughs> when, when Robbie McGorks shot you, but really ringing the neck of it and along with Braddon in the dark he says you must have had it close to ten and a half and like it definitely was ten and a half and more. <laughs> but, you know, like, I suppose I'm watching BDAs from when I was very small like um, I'd have been my first bushwhacker in 85, 86 I watched my father win it with Hugh Brown in 87 on a BDA. I wanted a bit of a BDA for as from I was no size and I suppose it took a long time in coming, but we've got there. And to get to get it out on our home stages and really wring the neck of it, you know, when people, people, you know, the unreal amount of people are saying to me what it sounded like. And I suppose that's great. You know, yes, our fives is something else. And, you know, I love watching our fives myself up at the Lakeland and watch them all. But I suppose it's the area you're brought up in and uh, like a Donal and Paul's way but and the rest of us there. But like, we'll, we'll, we'll get excuse for that. Uh, but um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're we're used to the two-wheel drive. We've always watched it, you know, through the late 80s, the 90s, you know, when, when, when we're trying hard. Like, and I suppose you want to, you have Adrian, Shane, Donald, hey, there's a list of length of arm, Paul, you know, David Crossan, that's only the name, but a few, like, and hey, to get out and race them boys is something else, like, you know, and especially on, on our own doorstep. Um, I've run a few rallies over in the UK and Wales and like I've always said out there the competition at home is as hot as you get you know there's there's nothing there's nothing given there's nothing mentioned taken yeah. 
and like Donald, like, you know, the, you know, whenever you hear those names and for your name to be mentioned and along with all, you know, those legends, that must make your, you know, put the hairs up in the back of your No, you're not, not exaggerating, uh, Kevin. That's that's this last say five or six years. That's more. That's the, the boys that I've been watching and trying to surely, you know. Someday, but to be last one to say that Friday night was special for me at the start of the siege, looking around me and and, and uh, then boys in front of me and behind me, and I'm thinking like this is this is what it's all about, you know. And then to be going out on a Saturday morning, I looked behind Kevin or Adrian Hellington was there. It was just it was it was it's brilliant, and 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 uh, I would say that the two wheel drive, like Owen says, the two wheel drive is 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 hot. I know. We couldn't win any harder anyway. So, but uh, so that's what you would like to think that a lot of people go to watch is the two-wheel drive. So, mm-hmm. uh, and to be in the middle of that, no, special. It's definitely special now. So, yeah. And like the Corolla, you know, like especially the bit of Corolla, it's not the, the, the most obvious choice either. Like, so to produce something that we bit different, like Trevor McConnell's, but, you know, a lot of effort into getting the character where it is now. And to see it doing so well, it must give you great heart too that. You didn't just go down the conventional route the same as everybody else. You know, you've you've done the BDA and all that. You've you've gone out the limb and tried something different. The, the, the Crowley just happened to come about. I was talking to Shane McGuire one day back three or four years ago when he had told me about this Crowley. And then he, he had started building the ladder and and he said he was selling this Crowley. I said, I, I always like always liked twin cams. I was always into twin cams. So I said, I would like that Crowley. And he told me what he had, what his plans were. So I said That'd be interesting. So, bought it, took it home. Never really thought much more about it. Was rallying the Evo at the time, and uh, doing Irish Forestry that maybe twenty nineteen and, and the Evo one. You come to the end of the stage in that Evo, you'd be asking. I'd be more interested in the two drive times and than the what's going on where I was. So, Dave across and, the, and those men. So, uh, then chipped away at the crawler and chipped away at the crawler. Then last year, last year we nearly had our finished. Last year, but uh, the charity two thing got tight and all the time. We said, right, we'll build the car right and, and get it right. So that's when I bought the BDA and fell in love with the BDA. I'd say only if the Crowley was so far on, uh, the BDA probably would have been staying. But no, I don't regret it now. The Crowley is brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's easy to do. So it is to tell you the truth. Makes you, make, I think it look, makes him look better. She's <laughs> so forgiven, you know. Very forgiven and, and easy to drive and easy, doesn't want to turn in and just does everything right. You know, it's easy to drive hard. Yeah. And, so, you know, and the down rally this earlier this year, I think, proved that the pace is there on tar as well as gravel for you as well. I, I don't know what. Somebody said to me on, on, on Saturday, what would you rather have, the gravel or the tar? And I don't know. I don't know. I always love the tar gravel. There's something special with the gravel, with the forest. There's something just, but uh, I like the tar too. I like the, the feeling of carrying the speed in the tar. So, just a wee bit of both, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to choose it. <laughs> yeah, the crawl is just going to have to get just get used to it. I love yeah. the stone uh, chips and the yeah. Oh, and like you know, like gravel rallying, like is something that you love. But like, you've done tar as well. But like you know, you built the car there over the you know the past year, and to take it out and have it here the stones bit off the bottom of it. Like, is there not a wee bit that you go and oh my god, what have I done here? <laughs> I suppose there is, Kevin, and the only the only tar I've done is between uh, two kilometres and the two <laughs> Lebradens, but uh, that's the only tar uh, I have done. But 
look, I suppose the fourth rallying for me was always where it was at. Hey, there's nothing wrong with tarmac and it's sharp and it's all the rest. I suppose it's easier to pick a tire on the on on the, on the gravel than than the tar. But um, <clears throat> you do be thinking, right? We've we've put a few pounds into this machine and now we're just going to go out and like when you pull on that helmet, you're not worrying about chipping the paint. I don't I can tell you that much. <laughs> if there's a cut to be taken, she's in there, and that's it. Just seriously. <laughs> <laughs> And Paul, like uh, the same question to yourself, you know, like Marion brought you over this nice new shiny toy, and you take it out and get it dirty in the forest. <laughs> oh sure, but that's what that's what they're for, like at the same time. But the shines surely offer now, I so with time out up up or about low, like so. No, no, listen, hey, it's like everything else. Once you put, get the hammer on, it just things seem to change. Like and and was probably everybody was saying, oh, you're mad taking that picture. That's what it's for too. Like and it's nice to be nice and shiny and been looking well, like but. You don't belong taking taking the shine off them now, I can tell you that. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I got chatting to Mary in there for a minute too on Friday evening. Like, I didn't realise like everything he has done for that car, it's all built in house like that. From you know, oh, from oh, right amazing. from the front bumper to the back bumper is all built in their own uh, factory yeah. and wheels. Oh, oh without a doubt, like it's amazing what they're doing over there. Like and, and really the only thing he has bought for the car outside his places is the gearbox, like and brakes, but mm. everything else is in house and the workmanship and effort that he's put into the car itself. And the, the again the long term plan was RAC, so we want to try and get a good reliable car, which I think which I know we have. And I'm over the moon with the car, like and that's mm. it's just class, but it's definitely it's, it's, he's put a lot of work into it and he's put a lot of work into himself too. So listen sort of have to if I could drive it as hard as it was looks, I'd be going all right. <laughs> and uh, Owen, too, like, you know, that's the thing with when I was speaking to Marion, who said it was like a, like a good Group 4 Escort. Like, Marion Evans can build you one, Owen McMacken can build you one. You know, like, there, there's not a huge difference in them. Like, yes, there, you know, there's subtle differences, but your car can go, go out there and set times. You know, you wouldn't do that with an R5 or a World Rally car. And be as competitive. That's you know, it just shows you the, the level of historic volumes up. Probably not, no, Kevin. No, historic historic cars are very competitive in the gravel. Like I suppose there's one way to look at it, and you know, they were a world rally car one day. Yeah. You know, the and, and you know, you, you take the late seventies and the early eighties and Fatman won and the world championship in eighty one, like or Osman's Escort, you know, so it's it's really a world rally car we have, but it's just out of date. <laughs> and that's just basically the way it is. And I suppose Ford would invest a hell of a lot of money back that time to get them right. And hey, it worked. And I suppose that's why they were so successful through the years. And I suppose we're just lucky that there's so many shells about. And you have the like of Marion and Paul Sherwood and, you know, the like of men that, that, that they can build all these jars. That, that you couldn't even get into naming the amount of men that can build them for you here at home. Uh, as well as the boys in the UK and Wales, uh, which which is brilliant, like. Um, but you know they're they're definitely. It'd be nice to see a kind of a historic. I know there's a tarmac historic championship, but it'd be nice to see a mixed surface one or something like that there for, for Ireland, like you have over in the British historic. I think it'd be well supported, and you know I suppose it takes somebody to sit down and push it on, and it takes a lot of time, like. But it, it, I think it'd be good, you know. For sure, for sure, yeah. And, like, you know, Donald, from your point of view, like, the, the Irish, you know, forestry has this year, I think, got ratcheted up another level. You know, the four-wheel drive stuff is 
unbelievable. The two wheel drive stuff's unbelievable. Like, have you ever competed across the water? Do you know that you know, or do you feel if you're quick here, you can be quick anywhere? Uh, I don't know, Kevin. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to try it. I'd like to try it. I think that'll be worth maybe talking about going to Graysdale for a run later on the year. But I'll, I'll, I'd love to try it. Sure, we're watching all the time the videos in, in Wales and Scotland and so and, and England. So I'd love to try and go over and see it. But um, I the pace here. Sure, look at look at the the, the top pace here. The on the forest is is definitely is it you know. Paddy, sure. Who's going to beat Paddy now? Like Renault Ryan's near there, but mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's top two wheel drive wise. I don't know. I don't know. It was never. I've definitely the RAC is is on the book at this right enough. But mm-hmm. um, I'd like to try it. I'd like to go and try it, but um, see what happens. Yeah, and like, see what happens. You know, the other thing I suppose as as well that you know if there was maybe like a mixed surface thing there, like you know what Owen was saying. It would be nice to, you know, maybe, you know, bring some people from the tower into the gravel and vice versa. It would. It would. Life's too short for one service. You know, what's the point? In, what's the point? In, as Paul says, what's the point in spending all that money and effort on in a car and then, like, she spends most of the year sitting gleaming? You know, it's like, you know, it's not. It's too. You want to try everything. Uh, I, I think, in a way, you know, I can't see the point in building a rally car and, and, um, and not experience would we had on night. I think surely what Oma Motor Club done on night too, it could be tried as well, Kevin, somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. you know, and like two or three stages of the dark is it's fair it's fair it takes in the crowds too and, and the and you know it spices the whole thing up. But it'd be interesting now a two-way drive thing or or a or a historic mixed service mm-hmm. here because what what do you have here? Like all in I suppose Killarney and stuff is a big mm-hmm. one, but yeah, you know, but, uh, something else, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I was speaking to Patrick O'Brien and then Stephen there earlier as well. And like the, the question I had for them too, and you know, I'll throw it out to you guys like, Oma, that you know, within 20 30 miles of Oma, you have some of the most legendary names of you know, Forestry Rally. Is it the Bushwhacker that has created those names? You know, you know, like you have you know, Robbie McGurk, you know, uh, Ronnie McCartney, Kevin O'Kane. Paul Barrett, you know, all, all these guys that, you know, you mentioned their names and everybody just immediately thinks, you know, of Forrester Rally. What's so special about that area that's created that? Don't know, maybe you'll take that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, it's the same as we're sitting, as technically, like, sitting the start line, all the names and stars and famous men around us, and then you go into the service station and, and Robbie McGurk walks past you, you know, and the first time, I remember the first bushwhacker I did only a couple of years ago when went out after it and here Hugh Brain was knocking about and you know what it is it is there's a lot of a lot of fast men on on uh, in, in the area but the bushwhacker it's like uh, it's definitely that it's the only goal of the, of the of the gravel it has to be and you see boys they got knocking about uh makes you realize how special it is household names sure. yeah so <laughs> And Owen, same question to you. Like, you know, you mentioned, you know, growing up with some of those names, watching them and all, you know, do, you know, have you an opinion of what makes it so special? Is it just those legends, you know, made you want to get out and emulate them? Oh, definitely, Kevin. Yeah. I guess suppose I, I've seen a lot of bushwhackers. I don't think, I think I've missed one from, from the first round to watch them. Uh, 
it was a highlight in our house, like, you know, Bushwhacker Day was Christmas Day, like, there's no, my father, he, still the same, he's out and seen five of the eight stages, and for a man 82, it's, it's, it's some going, and I suppose, hey, everybody wants their name on that trophy, should it be the two-wheel drive, which now, or the, the, the four-wheel drive, you have a lot of talented drivers in, in the area, and they're looking down on the like of Joe Brain, Robin Gork, you know, your McCartney's, all them boys that won it back in the year, back in, you know, when probably won it, I think, eight times, like, you have the like of Gavin Lynch, and, you know, that's only naming a few. You have James Gillen tried hard, you have Derek McGarry, like, there's the list goes on and on and on. And I suppose the like of, if Paddy O'Brien there's three in a row, and that's some some achievement, and Johan's coming in hot in his heels this last couple of years, and, you know, them boys is knocking at the door there and they're keeping Paddy honest. And, and to be fair, if there's any man in that top 10 or maybe more that could have won that rally, if, if circumstances maybe had changed a wee bit different. But like the level of machinery in the area, you know, you take it, there's everybody's going hard out there in the voice record. Like, you know, you've, you've a man coming at number 90 and, and, and he's he's on the door hands too, like, yeah. you know, and anybody out watching, you're fit to watch it all. You know, so... You have men that, that that's going to their work on a, on a Monday morning and also thinking there's a bushwhacker for, for, for 12 months and they're preparing, same as Donny Wally. Mm-hmm. And they're saving to get out in, in whatever class of jar they're in. And it's great to see it. Like, And there's some battles in every class. And I suppose... Fair. Took it up on level. Uh, and I suppose it's great there. Paul will, Paul will cover the bits that I've missed there, like, but mm-hmm. he, he's been knocking on the door there quite a long time and on the two drive as well. But I suppose we're, we're, we all want to get where Donald was on Saturday, but sure, we'll just have to keep trying. <laughs> That's for sure. And like Paul, like, you know, you know, you've been competing in the Bushwhacker for more years than probably you care to remember. But like, you are part of that legend of the, you know, of the last twenty years or more. Like, it has become beyond. Uh, Expectations almost at this stage. Oh, there's no question. So that's why it's called on the Grand Prix. Like, yeah. so it was, you know, when all them in the Rob Gorsh, the Kiel Brains, all them, like, sir, and there's nothing, there's no doubt. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to give it a go on, on a, one of the big cars or five cars myself. Like, I don't know if it'd be fit to do it or, or capable of doing it or afford to do it, but I definitely be one in my list to try and run the Bushwhacker. But I'd say it's but beyond my reach now at this stage, but you know, never say never. <laughs> but like definitely the club itself put a lot of work on it too you know and that made it run a real good rally but there's somebody I was chatting on Saturday and trying to think who it was there and as as, as Owen says just all down the field that's they're saying every car you could have watched from um, car number one to the last car you could have watched the whole rally that everybody was going hard I'm not sure who said that to me at the weekend but this is I couldn't believe like people doesn't realise that the pace that all them lads are on like no matter how far they're down the field, like that's it. Their numbers, you know, that's why we try to keep the stages as good and as level as we can for them because their entry fee is still the same price as the man that's number one on the road. So we have to try and give them a good space to, to compete on. So it's especially important too, you know, that everybody enjoys the rally. Yeah. I could think, you know, if you look at even some of the guys, them junior guys, like the, the battle they were having, so they were like sick and separating them as well too, which is so brilliant for the, you know, the next generation that's coming up through. Definitely, like, and, and, and as you know, it's, it's great to see too, and the, the support, and even the, the amount of people, even the service area and local people, 
those men I haven't seen in, in ages, like, and that's why I was so glad I was doing the rally as well to be part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the amount of people watching, the amount of people in the service area, even the venue, that's a class spot for the service mm-hmm. in, in Oma as well, you know, mm-hmm. and, and taking to this, the central service and like. So, no, definitely, it's, it's something that it'd be good to see if more clubs will come on board, maybe and run a few night rallies or mm-hmm. a few stages at night, you know. Whether it's a, a, a probably a cost effective, maybe it mightn't be the most smartest thing, but I don't know. It all depends how their own club done, you know. So hopefully it worked out for them, you know. For sure, for sure. And then, Paul, we'll start wrapping up. Paul, you've the RAC now coming up in November. Um, is it all systems go for it now? It's all systems going out at that stage. Hey, that, that really, it was good to sort of bushwhacker to kick it off for me, you know. So I'm for the track road now this weekend. And then that's really my testing done. Before mm-hmm. I see and get the car ready and myself ready mentally and physically and fit, you know. So it's, it's I'm looking forward. It's, I've got a lot of support from everybody too. So I'll give it one more shot of the gun, you know. So we'll give we'll give. I'm looking forward. To, like it's going to take a lot of preparation and a lot of time and everything. But I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now. You know, the car's good. The team Marine's put a lot of work into the team. Gordon's put a lot of work into it. You know, and all the lads around me as well. Like has put a lot of work into. It. So no, I'm really really looking forward to it, Kevin. You know, and it's time. Do, you know, do as best I can give, give it a go you know Adrian's going out too and Marty McCormick because there's serious serious competition out there this, this year like there's a few uh, dark horses too that haven't even their names on the entry list yeah. which they're doing it like so it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting. like the, the very last stage they're always 44 45 mile you know it's nearly a bushwhacker in the very last <laughs> rally in the evening like so I don't know how that's going to pan out like, but uh, it's going to be so it's not over till it's over like so no. it's going to be very very interesting for sure, for sure. And Owen, from your point of view, anything else lined up now for the rest of the year? No plans as yet, Kevin. We'll try and maybe go to the last round of the Starks in Jarnail. There's two night stages in that as well. So uh, we, we might go out and see see how we get on there amongst the, uh, the final round of the British Historic. You know, they'd say there's a lot of boys going to it. With some of them stages in Gilder probably used on the RAC. So maybe give it a rattle. Uh, if not, we'll see what's close to home. and. And, and we'll try and do something anyway. Excellent, excellent. And Donald, like, you know, you woke up this morning and, you know, you were the winner of the bushwhacker. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, this, was, was there an extra bounce in your step this morning? No, I think that's been last for a week or so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the adrenaline's still going. Uh, I, it was not. Hey, Kevin, it was, it'll take a long time to, to beat what happened last weekend, you know, so... Just everything clicked. So, and like I was in a modified car, Owen, Owen and Paul is just right by me and do a story car. So, like I had the racks to power and all the racks to wee toys, you know. But you have to, I was going to say, Paul was on with the rest of the field there. Like, look at uh, Stuart McLean and Ray McGuire. Like, there must be them guys are. Whenever you look at your own time, then you look at their time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's incredible, but. Yeah. It's incredible. So just everybody's on the door, Arnold. But uh, no, we'll see what happens. I might try and get out before the end of the year in the gravel again before mm-hmm. before it's all over again. See what happens. Try, try your best. So that's fantastic to chat to all the winners there, you know. So, um, but yeah, thanks to each and every one of them there. Like the micro challenge, you know, everybody has goes <laughs> the way I've gone to the micro all year. It's been like a great, you know, great new, new initiative. And just delighted to see it went so well and caught up with uh, Sean Foy and Peter Dodge just to give us their thoughts on the year, how everyone went and, you know, sort of start to tease out maybe what they're thinking of for next year. 
the first year of the micro challenge has come to an end. Uh, Stevie, what were you know probably not unexpectedly as the crown champion, but I think the real winner of the thing is the micro challenge. It has been a phenomenal success in the first year. Sean, you like you were one of the you know the with the guys with this idea yourself and Peter, and to see the way it has grown this year must must tell you full of pride. Absolutely, you know, I think it was a bit of a team effort, as we said before when we were last chatting. There's just lots of work goes on in the background, and maybe people who don't organise anything, I guess, don't realise. But there's just so many wee details you're sort of just having to pick up on. You know, Pizzi put a lot of effort into to getting the TV thing. There's you know the video YouTube thing going in the background, and there was just lots of things. I think it's been really quite difficult, you know, because the usual story is we're all you know, competitors and we're when things get a bit tight and they run up their rally, you're still having to remember to organise the stickers for the cars and things like that and do after the event, you're sort of hanging around. Do I think I was I have a photograph of me in the massive service park up at the I think it was a tour of the Spurns and I'm the last car in the service area, all the organisers gone home because I was staying behind to help, you know, whatever, get prizes out and things like that there. So it's been a team effort, but but yeah, there's a lot of pride in actually getting it this far. You know, and, uh, we've got a lot of support and people coming up just, just to say, you yeah, think you're doing a great job, you know, so it's been nice to, nice to have that experience. Yeah, like Peter, it really has captured the, the imagination of crews, you know, even the, the spectators. Like, you know, is it that thing that they, they know somebody used to have a micro, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and you know that the memory is still strong, and it just it seems to have been gathering pace. That everybody, every rally you go to, oh look, there's lovely wee micro there, you know. And it, it, it's just it does your heart good to see the the joy it brings. Oh, for sure. You know, obviously we want as many of them out as possible. And if you look at their mid mid year, we did get some adding in with young um, Doherty there coming on, and Damien Fleming obviously going out and buying a car. <laughs> And joining in, there are a few of our mates who've still got their cars to finish and come out. So if they all come out at the one time, there's at least 15 or 17 micros out there. Um, and there are a few people that have bought micros through the year that haven't are going to build them through the year to come out next year. So yeah, there, there is potential for a lot of micros out there. And as you say, there's a lot of them up and down the country that haven't produced their heads yet. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But no, it's been very good for the first year. And you know, it would just be good now to try and get some more partners on board or some more sponsors on board to make the prizes better for everybody, you know, because obviously everybody wants something out of it. And the more people on board, the more prizes and the, the prizes can filter down through the field. Mm -hmm. You know, so funny, was just, i seen the footage there tonight of the Bushwhacker and it, it is very good, you know, so it, it, the whole thing's come, come together well, you know. Yeah, like, the, you know, the production values on the, the YouTube channel, like, they are exceptional, like, I think the whole championship could learn from it, not just the micro guy. It's well, it, yeah, it's second to none. It's a good, it's a good point. I think, I think the boys, um, the BBC crew are, are a bit shocked, really, when they come out, you know, because the product, the rally product that's out there is phenomenal, and it's really uh, there's a lot of underachievement. I think, unfortunately, you know, when you look at the, I think the last round, there's twenty R five cars. You add up the value of those, you know. They're successful businessmen out there rallying, you know, they're putting everything into it, fair play to them, you know, very jealous and all the rest of it. But, you know, they don't really get much coverage on the back of it. You know, they say they've a lot of advertising, the cars are immaculate, advertising their businesses and things. Like, and I just personally, I think a bit more could be done. You know, I think we've set an example where, you know, OK, it doesn't need to be, you know, Back to the old days, RPM videos on a Thursday night. We'd we go to a pub, have a few beers, and go down to Raymond Mason's house to 
to watch you know the crack and see who was covered things have moved on obviously with youtube and so on but um maybe those days are gone but i still think you know i think i'm really pleased with the format that pt's ended up with with a sort of like 10 minute catch up you know i think that worked well but i do think that you know we could do more for the for the bigger categories and things i got but you know maybe you know pt's been a big instigator of the video coverage you know but you know i think when there's so many boys at the front in decent cars maybe there's a wee bit of money there that could be put into something to give them a bit of coverage back you know but Don't everybody has to put our secrets <laughs> oh i'm not i wouldn't give away i'm not allowed to i'm on a <laughs> tight contract here but i just think they're working out to be done yeah. you know yeah, but like, can you see that, you know, the likes of the Bushwhacker, you know, going down to the last stage, you know, two points on whatever segments between the, the top two and even the top, you know, six covered by probably 40 seconds. I can't even remember just off the top of my head. But, but like, it, it's, it's, it's a format that's made for, for television. You know, it's a real, the, the drama builds throughout the whole event. That was super. You know, I think, I think we ended up in a, a pub somewhere and, uh, Oma with Patrick O'Brien who'd won the rally but I think we kept saying you might have won the rally but you never won the micro challenge whatever you know so <laughs> but you know it, it was you know fantastic fantastic event you know and a tough event and so very very well organised you know it's just as I say just I'm sure we could do more with it you know it's just a brilliant product like mm -hmm, for sure and like Peter from your point of view like the championship you know worked out really well for you just two rounds on the uh, you know on the, the circuits two rounds in the roads and then two rounds in the gravel and it was like you know for somebody starting out it was the ideal you know the, the two well, circuits sure. got you got up and running then the roads and then the forest you got a real mix everything throughout the year for sure like kevin I, I haven't done any rallying at all and obviously starting out it, for me it was a big challenge to, to take on those boys and want them to have a go at them all and we obviously between me and my brother progressed as we went along and things improved and we said right we'll get to the roads and I was really nervous going to the roads now my work has sort of got so busy that we couldn't do two or two of the rounds which is a bit of a problem because otherwise we would have probably featured quite highly in the championship but we've got to do the work yeah that's for sure but, that's for sure um, no the, the, the championship went brilliant you know and say so the cars for me the cars are fantastic you know but um and I beg anyone to try them would really love them, you know what I mean, and, and get involved. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, Stevie Watford is like a legend of a man in, in rallying. And, like, to see the results, overall results he was getting out of the Micra shows what the car is capable of. And, like, he'll admit himself it could do with a wee bit more power or one thing or another. But, you know, the fun he gets out of it, like, the angles he was putting it on Friday night and the Bushwhacker was unbelievable. The overall result he got in the Down Rally, which is renowned as, you know, a fast rally, like he, he's taken the micro to places that it probably shouldn't be. But then you know you had the likes of uh, what do you call them, uh, young white at the start of the year was matching them, beating them. So it shows that if you can do that, if you can get noticed against Stevie, you can get noticed anywhere. Well, hundred percent. And you know the car. If you look at Bishop's Court there, where he won the two wheel drive class against all those cars in the wet, obviously it was a bit much better for him, but. The, the, it shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Bottom line, it, it just shouldn't have been there. But he can he made it work. And yeah. as you say, you know, um, Philip White was on his pace right right through the year, nip and tuck. And it's just a pity that Philip had a bit of damage there and couldn't carry on. But hopefully next year, if we can keep the, the same sort of concept together, I think there's a few wee tweaks that we need to look at, you know, that 
might help everybody and, and, and see. It was very hard to put two forest rallies on at the end within two weeks. You know, that's quite costly. And it also didn't work out for me because I was busy. So I want to make sure the calendar suits me too. <laughs> Because you know, I want to go with Sean. <laughs> so, yeah, but, we'll, uh, have to, we'll have to have that as a discussion about that, Pete. I'm not too oh, sure. We'll work on it. Yeah. We'll work on it. And the Sean, um, Dominic Hodges came over from the, the UK to do the Down Rally, and he just loved the format. We had him on the podcast here earlier in the year. He loved the format, you know, the whole approach, the, you know, the reception he got from just guys. And then, you know, at the end of it, he got he finished was it second or but he donated his money you know to, to charity and then just guys matched it and like that's what rallying's all about like that was such a real feel good story yeah i think he he got his eyes opened a bit you know obviously they run great rallies across the water and things like that or i think we have our own way of doing it you know the, the rules are applied that the rallies run well but there's just a different atmosphere and i think he really enjoyed that you know and i think you know the fact that you know, even um the volkswagen dealer that hosted the scrutiny you know for the down rally you know people sort of can believe he's just he's starting or working away at the at the burgers at the, at the barbecue you know and they were, they were free okay you could make a donation to charity but mm-hmm. it was just it wasn't you know it was just more relaxed less commercial and things like that so it was good it was good experience um, uh, we'd like to see more of that. Obviously, Matt Humphreys in the background, you know, who has put some money in to be fair to him. You know, he's the he's the main, you know, uh, supplier of 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 rally uh, parts for the makers and, and a great source of, of parts and so on. But you know, fair play to him. He he confidence. You know, uh, had a chat with Evie and he's put some money in contributing to the prize fund and things like that, which has been important as well. You know, I think we can't lose side of that. It was great that Dominic um put his money in but any prize money I got was going towards the next event or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. it all it all adds up, you know. Um so it's been useful and, and people have appreciated that during the year. You know, it, it goes back to as we said before, we ran something similar for Sunbeams for a couple of years, twenty years ago. And people at the time said it was great, you know, getting a check for whatever it was, a small mm-hmm. amount of money. But the reality is this is you know it's a club man that Clubman end of rallying, you know, and there's a lot of cars are just self repaired and things like that. So it, you know, we just thought it would help, and it has it has made a bit of a difference. So yeah, I, I know. I get to the end of it. If you're somebody come over and had a new five liters of oil, like that yeah. could be the difference between making you be able to able to compete in the next rally or not. You know, and it's it just it, it just makes, makes it sense. easier. Absolutely, yeah. it just makes it easier. You know, and things like that. You know, um. And it's good that you know, we're 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 a bit spoiled. I have to say, we do pick on Stephen Whitford. You know, to the the bail us out. Like I called around on Thursday afternoon, letting on I only had one thing to do on my car. <laughs> so he spent five hours working on my car, getting things ready, and then I uh, said, "I better look at mine." And he, he just gave me baller. So I'm just going to put in this trailer here now. So you know, he hasn't got uh, the invoice sent yet. No, no, no. That's yeah, why he's not I'm here tonight. I'll have to see about that, but you know, it's he's good. Sitting you know, at home writing it all down. The invoice will come through, don't worry. But uh, you know, it's things, you know, we're lucky, just you know, there's a good source of parts there and things like that. And and information, you know, and people are looking uh, throughout the year, to be perfectly honest. We've had lots of emails and contacts from people saying I'm I'm doing this to a car, what's the best way? Give me a bit of advice and things like that. And with you know strange things like we one guy who a Scottish guy who's based in Canada I think it was and he was looking at advice on micros and you know love what you're doing watch the videos and things like that so it's been a really uh, strange year we didn't quite expect to get that sort of uh, you know coverage and exposure but there's been a lot of a lot of good feedback you know yeah I think Peter you were saying before we started recording like the the YouTube channel has really 
blossomed and like you know when you hear people in Canada and you know across the world are tuning in to, to see the micros that just that must kind of half blow your mind that you're thinking how, how did this happen <laughs> yeah well for sure we we started it off thinking it was really just for ourselves and any of the competitors that was doing it you know but each of the rounds there's got Two thousand between two and three thousand people, you know. So we're we're, we're definitely up over ten thousand, and you know, with the last round still there, it, it should maybe peak around fifteen thousand viewers. And for me, that that's not. We never even thought that would happen at the start. You know, we I went about seeking the TV thing, made a few calls, made a few contacts, and said, right, can you do this? More so thinking it would cover my own rallying to see what it would look like. Because if it never rallied again, at least I could look back and say, oh, there's me on TV. But it, it has actually been a really good part of it. And, and I think everybody's been pretty happy to be involved. For sure, at the start of the year, a lot of the ones at the front of the rally said here to the to the cameramen, would you not come and video us? There's the winner and the, oh, there's the, the leader of the rally. And your mom was like, no, I'm only here for the micros. So <laughs> there's a... <laughs> Which is really good, and you know, I we're going to try and push it forward for for next year and do well, if not a bit better, or try and do something. But it, um, no, it's been really, really good, and I think it worked out well. You know, yeah, and you know, we mentioned the first time we spoke, you know, at the start of the year as well. Stephen Watson to his have his name attached to it as well. It brings a certain kudos to it as well. Like it's it's just not another another championship. You know, Stephen Watson. You know. BBC, you know, Newsline, he's the guy that he's the go-to sports guy. Well, for sure. He's the sportsman in Northern Ireland. And, you know, it was very, very good. I wasn't really, when I spoke to Stephen at the start, I wasn't expecting him to be involved in it. I sort of said, point me in the right direction because I'd been talking to him about other stuff before and around our work. And he, I was absolutely blown away when he said he would come on board and do it. And, and obviously then he had the right people doing the camera work and, you know, we obviously then introduced, and I think now going forward, we have more in-car kits, so there'll be a lot more in-car coverage going forward, you know, and, and everybody should feature. And we always made sure that anybody that was registered with our championship was re was featured on the programmes. So it wasn't just about Wavy or myself or Sean or anybody, you know, it was always everybody got a, got a turn, you know, and, and, and featured. For sure. And Sean, as well. Stephen come to the events as well. You know, he put up a couple of wee clips there from I think it was the Lakeland, and you said he was at the Bushwhacker there waiting on you coming in at the end and all that too. So it, it is obviously it has sparked an interest in Stephen as well. Yeah, absolutely. But it was, it was it was good. Obviously, you know, as Peter says, you know, you've got all the big cars that are just lined up R five after R five and things like which is obviously fantastic. And as I said before, we're all jealous, but it's still funny when you know. Stephen Watson and the crew are hanging around and they're just waiting for okay. We'd we'd only a few cars out because it was the end of the year, but it was still, you know, of course an entertainment value in that alone. But he he had a lot of interest. He was always looking around to see who's doing what in the rally and things like that there. But you know, as Pete said, you know, we came along to do the makers and and, and he stayed stayed all day, hung around, made sure um, you know, that he they got the coverage. And it, it is good the way, you know, it, it isn't just you know, sort of few video clips, which is which we all like to see, but uh, they do try and make a, a, a short program out of it with a bit of a story and to, to get everybody involved, you know. And we had people going right back to Kirkston, things like that, you know, um, that sat, you know, with, with Derek Cross and David Crossan, who were just complete novices, first event, you know, and he, they got, you know, coverage, a bit of exposure. And, and likewise, as you know, I had uh, Clodagh McMorrow sit with me, for complete novice, um, mm -hmm. did a bit of practicing, 
you know, paced oats, etc. at the start of the year and did her six events, you know, and, and had a great time. And he made sure that sort of she was covered and, you know, a bit of chat with us all, you know, and things. He got a bit of encouragement. So it was nice. He put a lot of time into it. Yeah, Could have been putting in a full-time contract now, Sean, because she's up to second. That's what I was going to say. So we want paid now. Yeah, I know. That's the end of that. You know. that's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Cody ask Sean for money now. That's If you're watching this, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows not to ask for money, PC. <laughs> but isn't that the brilliant thing about it? The Clodagh started out the year complete novice, and, you know, at the end of the year, she's taking the championship. And that just shows... You know the, the progression throughout the year. Like she could have got said, "Oh, I don't know, am I running from pace notes or whatever?" But she stuck at it, and she done the, a great job for you in the two events, and then into the forestry. The whole new challenge up brought, and then night stages was another new challenge. But she just took it like a duck to water. Yeah, well, anybody that knows the sport knows that that's not easy to do. You know, you can make get people at that <clears> level who who maybe do a couple of years in the single venues and things like that, and get used to things, and then move on. You know. Uh, you know, it's a lot they actually take on board. Just going through that sequence, two rallies. Next thing you're on the on the roads. Next two rallies. Next thing you're in the forest in the dark. You know, even I was a bit worried on Friday night. You know what I mean? It's uh, I, I could have done with a few more carrots before it went out in the half nine or ten o'clock on Friday night. But she she did the job. She stuck to it. You know, and uh, you know, fair play to her. It's it's a big achievement. I think only now she'll reflect on it and realise. You know, it was she did a lot this year. It was good. For sure, for sure. So um, that's 2023 wrapped up the inaugural season. 2024 won't be long coming around. Like, obviously, there's going to be a plan in place. So, bigger and better next year? Well, see. Well, we'll Kevin. Yeah, I was just going to say there, I had a conversation with Wavy earlier on. And, and the prize given being on the 25th, Saturday the 25th, we're, we're going to have a prize given. At Down Royal Racecourse, and um, everyone's welcome to come if you get in touch with Weavy or Sean or myself for tickets. But um, we're, we'll try and launch the rallies that we're going to do at that, you know, so that, that'll give a bit of an insight to 2024. Funny, we're just going to sit down now in the next day or two and try and work it out what's what lies ahead, you know. Now we're going to do a wee survey, just a quick survey of the competitors that took part, just to try and get a bit of feedback and see what they thought. You know, I know we've chatted to everybody during the year, but you know, it's only when you sort of get to the end you can reflect and think, "Oh, well, I didn't really like that rally or that format didn't work for me." So we'll try and see what we can do. We'd like to, to we'll probably tweak it a little bit. Um, the general format we think worked okay. You know, and I, I think we enjoyed having the mix of uh sort of rally types, you know, and things like that there, you know. So we'll see anyway. But we're hopeful that we can go ahead. That's the main thing. With we need we didn't know where we'd get the year to, but we're pretty confident we will. That was brilliant to hear from Sean and Peter there about the micro challenge and genuinely I'm looking forward to hopefully an announcement um, in the next few weeks to see what's happening for next year. And of course congratulations to Stephen Whitford for winning the championship year. We have a great result from him. Um we talked about Wexford last week and I said we wanted to catch up with somebody and we decided let's go for a club man. So, Kevin, you had the opportunity to catch up with Kieran O'Kane and, and talk to him about, you know, competition, obviously, in Wexford and, that, and a good, strong top 20 result from him and also the Opal Scona. Yeah, I think Kieran's just one of them real characters are rallying. No matter where you go, you bump into him, there's always stories all the way yarn, you know. So, uh, like you say, a real club man, just going out and enjoying his rallying and, you know, Fantastic carry has like no matter where he goes, it's always you know gets a lot of admiring looks and a lot of you know so and so I thought why not hear his story? So 
let's hear from Kieran. Kieran, you had a great run in Wexford a couple of weekends ago now at this stage. Um, always a rally that's been kind to you in the past as well. It has been, yeah. Well, kind of, um, uh, 2019, we had a good run there as well. We actually had the same same result. We were 16th overall as well. But last year, it wasn't so kind to us now for the... We had a new engine in the car, and it actually, it actually blew up three miles into the first stage last year. You know, but, no, Wexford is one of the... There's two rallies every year that I really, really look forward to. One's Wexford, and another's Donegal, you know. And, um, like I, I think Wexford, you know... Like, Donegal's obviously the... the the one that you aim to be at every year, but I'll tell you, Wexford's not far behind it, you know, from, from just from mileage and just, just a real good rally, like, you know. Yeah, because like we had Andy Hayes on a few weeks ago, like, and Andy says, you know, like it's, it's a young team behind the event, you know, there's a lot of competitors involved in the rally too, and the more people I talk to, that shines through, that as competitors run the rally, they know what you guys are looking for, and, that, you know, you, the, you want mileage, you want, you know, stages, and Wexford providing that by the, the bucket load. Oh, de- definitely. They, they really are dri- driver stages. Like they're fast stages. Like, like they, they, they really are. And that that rally, you know, it ran like clockwork. You know, there was, I think we only lost one stage out of the whole. Was it eighteen in total? Like you know, and so for a two day rally, you know, for that that amount of stages, to only lose one. You know that that that's good going. There was like there was no like when you're coming into every stage, you were straight in. There was no real waiting about or anything. It was brilliant. Like you know, very very well run. Excellent, excellent. And you know, like the schooner. You know, everybody, they know, we all know that Aaron's love affair with the, the Mark II Escort. But the, it's great seeing the school now. It's something different. And by God, you pedal her hard as well. Well, it's a, <laughs> I, I would like to see somebody in it that maybe could drive her. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, we, we do go as hard as we can. Hey, look, I'm at the stage now rallying for me. is a bit of an enjoyment and a bit of fun. Like, you know, but I suppose when the helmet's on and that 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, you do want to go as hard as you can as well. Like, but... No, the car is some, something different, and it, it does. You no, know, we, we do get a very good following with it. Like we sort of with this one that we're all at the minute, we try to build the cars. What it was, um, you think if, if Opel were building cars today with the technology that's available today, you know, you probably couldn't do much more than what we've done with that car. Like you know, it's running on Rager, flat shift, paddle shift, all that, all the toys. Like you know, so mm-hmm. um, no, no, the car. It's a fun car. It's a safe car to drive as well. Like you know, she's she's very steady on the road as well. You know, and over jumps and stuff like that. She just. She just land. You never feel at any point, you know, that you know she's getting away on you. Well, well she maybe get away the odd time, like, but you, know, you do feel safe in the car, you know. Yeah, and like you know, as you say, like it's it's almost like you know a reimagining of how this going would be now. Like you've kept to that, you know, the Vauxhall little, you know brand for the engine and all as well too. You know, it would have been easy to go like a pure out and out Millington or you know like a, a Ford engine or whatever beefed up, but you've kept to the the XE engine. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a Millington. It's a Millington XE, you know, full full, full aluminium engine. Like, yeah, that was the thing. Like, you know, obviously the, the historic is going as a two point four. So <clears throat> that's maybe the modern version of that today, if you like. You know, so the, the, the two point five XE. So no, no, and that was the thing too. And obviously, we, we were thinking of maybe doing some of the stuff over in Belgium and Germany. And that you know, and I think they they like to keep the same. You know, if you turn up in Opel, it needs to be an Opel engine on it type thing. You know, so. Um, no, look, the, the, we had a KGP engine in the car before that, fantastic engine as well, you know, and the only reason we, we, we put that in was to, you know, just something a wee bit different when the car was supposed to go to Autosport and COVID knocked that in the head, you know, but um, no, the, the Millington XE has been, so far has been good to us, you know. So good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like you have been bike rallying, you used to rally when you were young, but, you know. The, you've been back rallying now, what, 14 years or so, roughly now? And it's always been, yeah, 
what it's always been the Ascona. What is the attraction? What was it attracted you to the Ascona, really? I don't know. Probably back when we were younger, you know, going to rallies and seeing the likes of Fisher and McHale and Vincent Bonner and boys like that, you know, the Ascona just always sort of was something that I always wanted. My first road car was, was actually at Speedport Ascona as well, you know, so... <laughs> It's just something that like I've always I've always drove them, just liked them. There's something a wee bit different, you know. Even though we we had a gravel car there for a while too, like you know the Skoda and the, uh, you know that whole double wishbone setup at the front. You know, you never seen a Skoda line in the woods with the front wheel out of her. Like you, know, you saw the three cut in half that it hit. But the wood was still <laughs> Whereas you know, uh, no, they were just they were just something different. Like you know, and even the like if we go to Donegal there, like you know, the amount of attention that car gets in Donegal is unbelievable. Like. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned, you know, like the McHale, or not McHale, sorry, Bonner, uh, Fisher, McVeigh, all them guys, you know, Donegal heroes, and, you know, they had their Ascona in their day, and they were, like, at, in their day, James Collin, look at him in the 87, almost, you know, probably could have beat, should have beat Mark Lovell at, at that mm-hmm. time, still in the Ascona. Like, they are an iconic car, and I think, the, you know, your car still proves that that, that still holds today. Oh yeah, well, like you know the way uh, oh, definitely iconic, you know, and even with the, the I suppose the technology that we've managed to get into that car today, you know, she, she's pretty reliable now as well. Like you know, the young Stefan and the brother Shay there that are looking after it at the minute. You know, the car there's not too many rallies we go to at the minute where she doesn't finish. You know, um, unless I do something silly, you know. <laughs> but like mechanically and that, you know, the car the car is sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you know, even chatting to Vincent Bonner, he says he nearly preferred this going to. To the Manta, the Manta was nearly too light and, you know, kind of a bit more unstable, where he always felt that the Ascona had a bigger footprint and was probably more stable on the, over the jumps and then the bumps of Ireland. Yeah, funny enough, I had that chat with Vincent one, one year at Donegal, he was saying the same thing, and, and, and Phil Collins actually said the same thing as well, you know, he he preferred the Ascona to, to, to the Manta as well, you know, that, the, I've actually got pictures somewhere, you know, I've managed to get photos of Jimmy in the car, Jimmy McRae, uh, Vincent Bonner and Phil Collins, you know, so they're they're good pictures to have, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and like even for them, it must be nice to you know to sit back and in the Scona as well. It probably brings back a lot of memories for them as well. Yeah, definitely. I remember like when when Phil Collins was in there looking at it, and he just couldn't believe that a Scona could be modified as far as we went with that one. Like you know, so yeah. no, he was he was definitely chuffed when he saw it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, you said Donegal. You know, you're a swapper man by birth, and then you you know, you've been travelling, but. You know, Donegal was the big rally when you were a, a young fella to go back then and compete. That must have been a dream come true the first year you'd done that. Uh, it definitely was. Like, you know, the first year to get going, like, to be on the empty list for Donegal to get going, like, from one of these rallies, like, from from as, from as early as you were allowed to leave the house to go to Donegal with the lads who were going to watch a rally, like, that was that was the highlight of the year, you know, get, getting away down there for the weekend, like, and then, no, definitely to be on the empty list to be sitting starting Donegal with stages like Nocala and places like that. Although my favourite stage in Donegal has always been Glen, you know. Mm-hmm. But like those is just definitely was a dream come true, you know, just, just to get and to be doing that in an Ascona as well, like, you know, yeah. the cars that you used to go and watch, you know, just unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you kinda you know, built up the extra like years you said you had a gravel car, but you you're sticking mostly to the tire. Like, is there any reason why or did you have the same feel for gravel, or do you just prefer the tar? No, no, no. I, I like the gravel, enjoy the gravel, but we just haven't been in it for years. Probably the simple answer to that, Kevin, is work and time. You know, um, at that time, we, we had a tarmac car and the gravel car, and that can get expensive. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, one weekend you're in the gravel, and the next weekend you're in the tar, and the third weekend you're fixing both of them, you know? <laughs> 
Um, no, no, like we're not, we, we keep talking about going back to the gravel and we maybe will, you know, we maybe will. Yeah, and like, you, you know, you're in the fortunate position, you know, you've competed in Ireland and you've competed in Scotland, you know, like, what's the draw that keeps bringing you back to Ireland to compete? Is it, you know, uh, the artist, you know, we're probably a bit biased with, we think our stage is the best in the world, but do you, do you enjoy coming over here and competing, you know, as much as in Scotland? Ah, oh, de definitely. Like, no, what you said there is a hundred percent. The various stages are the best in the world. You know, like I suppose the, the, there's some. Don't get me wrong. There's some. We do the Jim Clark and rallies like them over here every year as well. Like, but um, a lot of stuff over here would be single venues. And maybe just don't get road closures and stuff as handy over here as they would at home. Although I think England has a few more road closures rallies. You know, planned for next year. But the thing about can you get off that boat heading home when you want to do an Irish rally? You know, even you know going to scrutiny. Everybody welcomes rally in, in Ireland, like you know, like you come out off the stages and everybody's waving at you and clapping. Like it's just, it's just an unbelievable, unbelievable feeling. Like you know, and you sort of don't get that over here, you know. And you know, it's, it's people at home are definitely more accepting uh, uh, to rally than you know what, what they would be in Scotland or, or even in England, you know. Mm -hmm. And like your line of work, you know, you're like a tar man <laughs> as such, you know. And like, does that, do you feel that gives you like an advantage, you know, like? That you're able to read the, the surface of the road and you'll know how it's going to, you know, if it dries out, if it rains, or, or maybe that's maybe sometimes you can overanalyze things. <laughs> well, uh, well you, know, you have a bit of an idea, like, you know, we're in the business of crushing stone and that, you know, for making tar and all that, you know, you can sort of tell by looking at the stone if it's grippy or not, like, you know, and um, uh, I wouldn't say it gives you an advantage or anything, like, you know, but you, you're right, you can, you can overanalyze things, like, you know, it's even like, like at the weekend there, we're all debating what tires to put on. Make a decision and stick with it. If you're happy with it in your head, even if it's the wrong tire, it might still work for you, you know? Yeah. And I think that's sort of what happened. That sort of worked for us at, at the weekend. You know, we were ourselves convinced we we're 100% in the right tire. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it worked, you know? Because <laughs> I, I think, you know, the more I talk to you, the more rallying is, and it's a psychological sport nearly as much as anything else. If, you, if you're going into the stage full of confidence, 99 times out of 100, you will have a good stage. But if you're going in with, like doubt, and you, you know, you'll start to hear rattles in the car. You'll start to feel the the things not right. Yeah, I think it's like most, most sports. You know, the, the main competition you have is yourself. You know, you're you're competing with yourself all the time. You know, and most yeah. of it's in your head, like you know. So, but, no, there's a certain element of skill in it as well. Like, but no, but if you're happy, you know, and everything everything seems to be clicking right in your head, you definitely do go a lot harder. Yeah, and like you know, we've mentioned this before. Like, never things do click, and things happen. There must be no feeling like it going down the stage that, you know, the car's working, you're working, your co-driver's working, everything just comes together. Uh, yeah, there's something. I got that first stage and that second loop, you know, Niall McKenna, like, we come to the end of that stage and I was grinning from here to here and I said, Niall, that there is proper rally. And like, you know, just, we were fit, you know, we had, we had good pace in the wet, we were getting grip and it just, no, it did, you know, I think we'd caught two cars in that stage as well. Like, you know, and you come to the end of that and you're thinking, that's what it's all about there, you know, when you think, well, why can I not do that every stage? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. So, you know, you, you talked earlier then too about maybe trying to, you know, spread the wings a wee bit with this going on. Could you see yourself maybe going to somewhere like, you know, Germany or something like that, just to, just to see where you're at with the, the guys out there? No, we, we, we definitely are. We're like Next year, we're definitely going to do one, one or two of them, like, you know, so uh, there's a couple of realities. We just haven't figured out yet which, which ones we're going to go on to, like, but no, next year, we, we, we definitely will, you know, because, as I say, Ryan, for me now, it's a bit of fun. It gets me away from work, so, you know, make a wee bit of a holiday of it, you know, go to somewhere in Germany or Belgium and that, you know, spend a week there and then 
you know, take your time, go and do a rally, enjoy yourself when you're there, you know. Yeah, I can see, you know, again, you see even the way that Frank Kelly works there, he can go out, maybe do one event one weekend and then, you know, slowly make his way down and do another event the following weekend, you know, and it just gets, it gets a great buzz out of that then. Yeah, I think that Frank's got it right. That's the right way to go rally, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. All a bit fun and, uh, you know, enjoy the whole, you know, he involves the whole family and, you know, and that's, you know, I think that, that's brilliant. I think you know, the way Frank does it, I think it's absolutely fantastic, you know. Yeah, so uh, watch this space. Okay, and motorsport on tour. <laughs> on tour, yeah. <laughs> you never know where we could end up. <laughs> so thanks to Kieran there and Billy for the Harvey birthday. Uh, also got a chance to catch up with Laura McMenamin from the Triton Shares National Championship. Like, Hamilton went round this weekend, Claire uh, had a look at the championship, depending on results this weekend, it could, could go down to the, the very last round in the fast net now in another few weeks. But like, what a championship has been this year, Connor, I think, you know, it's been nip and tuck, and not just overall, but right throughout the whole field. Absolutely, like, you know, we've said it before, previous episodes, you know, about the battles throughout the field, Um, like, Again, this fight between Josh and uh, Callum is really hotting up. Um, who knows where this is going to end with with two rounds to go? But as you said, hey, you know we've we've other battles there and, and classes that will be decided either in Clare or we'll go down to the wire as well in the fast net. That's for sure. That's for sure. So let's hear from Laura. Laura, we're down to the penultimate round of the Triton Shores National Championship, and like what a championship it's been so far this year. It's been ages of seat stuff all year. Absolutely, Kevin. Yeah, it's it's been a fantastic year. The battles right across the board. Like it's not just one or two classes. It's everything from the top right down to the to the final. You know, all the classes. Every everywhere there is a there's real tight competition there all year, and it's been fantastic to see. And it's absolutely fantastic to see even the overalls going to the last down to the last two rounds because it's been a few years since we've had them. You know, maybe not tied up. You know, in the kind of third of the way through the year like so it is fantastic to see it this year that you know it's really all to play for still like in such a tight close battle to down to a couple of points realistically yeah and the, you know you can see every rally like, they're getting full entries and you know a reserve so it, it shows the popularity of the championship you know it's it's a, a proper kind of championship for crew for competitors isn't it really they, they want to compete in it that's it, yeah. Like we said, I know when we spoke earlier in the year, we were saying, you know, with the rotational calendar, it was working in our favour last year and we were saying we were hoping it would continue this year. It has proven that it is working. The clubs are are benefiting, as I said before. They're getting their full entries. Like you look there in Clare, 50, 50 odd in reserve for the second last round of the championship in yeah. September. It's, it's, we've never seen that before. Like they were other rounds at the end of the year were always struggling. Mm-hmm. So it is fantastic to see that we are getting the support and you know it's it's certain people like we're even starting to see some of the other competitors going have done a few rounds this year that haven't registered and have actually said god this really does suit work life home life and you know mm-hmm. it really is the way to go and it is like either leaving a friday night or saturday morning you go to your recce and you're home sunday night you're one two night, nights away but you're not taking a week off or anything like that so it mm-hmm. really it really is working, working for us, and you know what it is, it is paying off. The clubs are are benefiting great. Yeah, and like that's a one-one for everybody, as you say. The clubs is benefiting. You know, every area goes to clear now this weekend. The hotel beds will be full for you know for miles round, and you know everything, even the you know cafes, you know restaurants, petrol stations. Everybody gets the good out of it in the local communities as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great to see. Like, and I suppose with the clubs too, you know, a lot of they're getting a lot of support and they're getting, you know, different as you say, like the shops, the restaurants, every, everybody is benefiting it. And it's fantastic to see. Like with the, and the crowds even like not even just with the competitors, the crowds that are following the championship is unreal this year as well. Like and you know, we've had competitors coming off the end of the first stage and saying the crowds from the first stage, maybe on a wet morning. It's amazing to see the support that's out there. And like you see service areas, they're full, like everybody's wandering around, everybody wants to be involved. And you know, it's 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 great to see it. Yeah, like, you know, and the tight battles on the stages as victim them rewards, you know, like, you know, Killian's programme now, like, it, it's, you know, it is exciting to watch there, you know, there's, there's fantastic battles, right, overall classes, you know, like that RC4 guys, like, they're having, the, it could be three or four of them and all within a second of each other, so it's not just the top crews, it's right down throughout the whole thing that there's real tight battles. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I suppose we're so used to some of the top boys and them them being so close. But even at that, you have maybe the top 10, 5 to 10 are nearly close. But as you say, right down then to the class two, is, it's just unbelievable at the minute. Like, they're literally coming up and it could be down to tenths of seconds or a second between them. And you just don't know who's going to pop who <laughs> out of each stage. Like, and it, it's it's great for them. Like, and, you know, as you say, it's and even at that, I've looked at their on other events and even some of the other classes like you know your 11s your 12 your 13 all the classes they're nearly they're all coming off and it's like what did he what did he you know they just uh-huh. you know, in their own battles and they're getting sucked in with it and that's great to see but again mm-hmm. that's helping the championship too they're out that's what you want to do you want to go out and you want to compete against somebody you just want to go out and drive around you yeah because even you know, i even say within class 13 there's probably is maybe two or three going for the one but there's another five or six and they're in their own wee battle as well and they're you know they're getting to the end of the stage and they're going to Andy what you know what the you know you know car 25 have or car 37 have they're involved in their own wee exactly. battle as well yeah. mm-hmm. exactly like you, you know if you listen to Andy's coverage or Killian's coverage you know especially Andy's because Andy's normally doing the full the full field mm-hmm. and as you say they're coming down what had he in front of me or what so and so you know uh-huh. you don't care really what's going on you <laughs> want to know who we're battling against yes great to see it it keeps the excitement right down the field like you know everybody even if you can't get it you're at home and you're watching it and going right and see how they're getting on like so mm-hmm. it is it's fantastic and it, there's a great yeah. buzz about it still like thank god yeah and like you know claire this weekend the, the look of things you know the, the service area everything all in the one area like that is fantastic for for competitors as well that they're not having to you know drop the car here and leave the trailer over there it's all going to be in one confined area like that is something probably other clubs will be what keep me very close eye on. Well, that's it. Yeah, when I was just I was chatting to Jerry earlier, and was just I was actually looking at the map, and you have like you go driving, you have your service area, the back of the service area, you have your your park fermi. Over to the left, you have your trailer park. Right and to the right of it is scrutiny, and across the road then is your rally office. Like you know, you literally can pull in, and you have everything done, and it's great, mm-hmm. especially for service. The boys doing service, they can set up service, they can go into scrutiny and they're there. They're not going from here to there to the other, dropping, as you say, dropping trailers and everything around. You know, everything's there, literally pull up and they can they can do everything in, inside the one one area. So it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the for the overall title, like, you know, Callum got the Drew First Blood, he he's claimed the Tarmite Championship, but he's not having, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion with yourselves yet. Like that championship is just going to go down to the probably look that's going to go down to the final round because it's and it's going to be probably per stage point you decide it. 
It could be, and we've we've kind of been looking at every every scenario between the two of them. You know, looking at one doing this, this, and this, another doing the other. Like, but when we're looking down to when it comes to all scenarios, you know, both them finish both events. It's literally they're going to be a point or two points when it comes to it. We've had one scenario we looked at that the two of them could come out on a draw, um, all square, and even going back, then you have to sit there and then you have to figure out number ones and whatnot. Like. It's great to see it. It's fantastic to think that we could be standing on the last stage uh-huh. of, at the last round of the championship, literally trying to figure out again who who's won it. We did it in Balbafay one year mm-hmm. between Declan and Josh, and you know, it would be fantastic to see it again. But you know, we literally would be standing there trying to figure it out and yeah, <laughs> see who comes off with the right time, with the right the right place. Like, but mm-hmm. it is fantastic to see how close the, the two boys have put in a fantastic battle this year. Other the rest of them, the other lads have really mixed in with them as well, you know, and you know, maybe have taken an odd space or time mm-hmm. off them as well, which you know, they're keeping the pressure on them. It's not a case of you know, it's just the two of us. There's definitely five, six other lads there that have literally, you know, it's keeping them on their toes, I suppose, really. You know, yeah. they're not it's not even just the two of them getting getting away with it on their own. Like the yeah. rest of them are there in the mix too, like our like, you know, place is a big battle there as well. Like for, for sure. Aye, that's going down different. to that again, probably that, you know, last stage scenario as well there too, because like, we keep saying how much the Irish rally and the pace has you know, been, every year it's been getting higher and higher, but this year it seems to be in particular, there's more guys coming up that, and girls as well, that, you know, are capable of punching in top times, and it's, at the, you know, I do you know, keep saying this, this is a golden era we're living in at the moment, but, you know, it used to be, there was always maybe two, three guys, now there's five, six, seven, eight guys now, you know, so it's that's it. you, you just don't know like you know um when it comes to like even up there was it on seat like with desi was in the mix obviously desi mm-hmm. wasn't registered but desi was keeping the pressure on on the other two at the same time you know mm-hmm. which it is fantastic and as i said like you have there in like for third you're probably looking between declan like declan's in third at the minute and then you have daniel and michael coming mm-hmm. in there they're going to they're going to battle it out themselves yeah. but they're going to try and take third off <laughs> like they're all trying i think at the minute they're all counting they're counting six six scores all of them so they've had all one either non-starter or non-finish like so mm-hmm. like, all play for there too like yeah. and then you go then into the modifieds and it's it's wide open as well like i know gary coon's not there this weekend but you know and kevin hopefully would be hoping that he'll he'll be able to get round and get it organised, but at the same time you just you just don't know. Like no, that's the, the joys of rallying. We just never know. Do you? It's not you get two or three people decide, well, we're going, to, we'll be there and we'll be back for the fast net, and that leaves it all tight again. Which you know, it's not a guaranteed cleared up until until you get there. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's it's fantastic to see how close it's been. This is it right across all mm-hmm. all. Fronts. Yeah, and then you, you know you just mentioned there was like Michael and Dick and Boyd. You know, the, always with them two at the end of the stage. You know. What the dad <laughs> said, you know what the boy, you know, like, so. what did he say? And what what time did he do? Like you know, so it, it is it is great. I don't think Declan probably too impressed. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is it is great. Like and like if you've so many more there joined up. The kind of the later half of the year, I've noticed a lot of the boys are coming and and they're they're doing a few rounds now as well, mm-hmm. and they're in and they're. They're seeing where they're at, kind of what the boys that are doing the championship really mm-hmm. just get the feel that I think come next year we'll see a lot more of them back again next year, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And then, you know, with the rotational calendar, 
I know it's a whole new calendar again next year as well too. So it's different events in different regions as well too, which you know benefits everybody again. Well, that's it. Yeah, you know, it is it is good in that sense because you're not going from one year and coming back in now to say Midlands at the start of next year again. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we were there last year. You know, it's two it'll be two years until yeah. you're back to these stages again. You know, mm-hmm. so it gives clubs then suppose a wee chance that they can move it around to have a bit more chance to to get looking at new stages in the year that they're out as well. So mm-hmm. because I know that is one thing the competitors of us this year they're loving the new stages that. The gang of ones that are competing, they haven't been on. So it's a bit like going to Clare now. The likes of Callum and Josh probably have never rallied these. They love mm-hmm. it because they're on level playing field. You yeah. know, so nobody nobody really has upper hand. Mm-hmm. And that that's helping the clubs too. When they have that year, probably just to give them a chance to spend a bit more time and, and look for different stages or mix them up a wee bit like in, in their areas. Like so mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it's it's been good so far. Yeah. And like, you know, you you said earlier, like every class. It gets, there's no foregone conclusions really at all. Maybe one, maybe two classes. It's almost decided, but there's there's no there's no champion elect already, really. No, I think it looks through. We might have two classes that we could physically say, yeah, we're done. Like mm-hmm. I know the juniors there, Jack McKenna and Damien Doherty have have wrapped up the juniors. They had a fantastic drive all year. Like they were unreal to to mm-hmm. watch. Like um so obviously we want to say congratulations to them they they won't be out this weekend but um hopefully we we'll get them back again we might even get them convinced to go to the fast net for the but no like for themselves and i think only maybe two other classes in another classes is wrapped mm-hmm. up other than that like i was looking down through it i think there's three or four classes that they're actually the top two or three are all level going into the last two rounds like so it's madness to see that there's even that close like but they're literally on level points going in so it is, it is fantastic to see mm-hmm. yeah and like you know we mentioned earlier too the program that Killian is producing there you know that team but people like that is elevated and you know it's gone back to almost the old rpm style you know and that's you know that's probably hopefully opening it up to you know somebody that's maybe not as familiar with rallying will tune in and see that and see oh that must go and try that and as you said, the crowds are increasing as well. So there's all the publicity and all that. It's all working in your favour. Absolutely, yeah. Because it with Killian, I suppose the big thing we wanted was Killian and the request we put in was to tell the full story. And, you know, he is he is getting that. As you say, it's not just the top 10, 15 that he's, he's covering. Mm-hmm. He, literally every class is getting a mention. Every battle is getting a mention. If something happened during the day, down the field. It's, it's mentioned like and he, he's doing a fantastic job him and the team there so it is it is great to see and again with with his end of stage reports like you can even see that the numbers are going up in it as well everybody's tuning in everybody wants to see and i would say with the last two rounds you know everybody's going to be sitting there to seats wondering who mm-hmm. is going to come out like i think with claire everybody will be watching closely to see you know what is who? the story like it, like yeah. if the two people finish first and second, that's it. It's straight to straight to the fast net. Like you know, mm-hmm. there's no question about it. So everybody's eyes will be on it this weekend. For sure, that's going to be who's going to blink first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know, then you know, we mentioned as well too. Like Kevin Barrett, Triton Shores, like they have been a staunch supporter over the last I don't know how many years. Like it's almost you, you hear Triton Shores, you think national championship. But you know that's how close the link is and it's great to have that link there as well. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic having Kevin there and all the team um behind us, you know, supporting us. Um as I said before, they're they're fantastic to deal with. They're 110% supportive 
they're involved, they know what, what's involved in it. And, you know, we love obviously hear their ideas and, you know, if there's anything they think, you know, they know what they're talking about. So it is fantastic. But yeah, no, we're absolutely delighted to have them on board and long may continue with them. So wishing all the competitors and players this weekend, uh, you know, a fantastic rally. Hopefully the weather's kind to you. Uh, also this weekend in the Trike Road Rally, the latest round of the BRC. And there's also some of the round of the historic British Championship as well too. So there'll be a few local guys out there as well too. So all the best to everybody involved. So Connor, that is season two, episode 29. Another one <laughs> finished up. <laughs> yeah, another one and another busy one as well. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. So if you could please like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things, gratefully appreciate it. If there's any ideas you have, find us on social media or drop us an email at crunchinggears at yahoo.com. Any, you know, any input, always gratefully received. So until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye. <laughs>